Hey, welcome back to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. If you're joining us today, you're more than likely looking for a 15 to 20 minute leadership fix in order to grow yourself as a future leader. Our goal is to reproduce well-rounded leaders so that we can impact the next generation of leaders. And each month, we're going to be inviting a new leader on who has a different story. We want to hear their personal stories and their leadership insights. Tonight, we just got done with our service um, for Rock Students and Rock Kids, and we've got Chantel Newman here with us. Chantel, say what's up to the crowd. <laughs> what's up, everyone? <laughs> Chantel, this is her first time on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Chantel serves as our 12th grade small group leader. How are you doing tonight, Chantel? Doing good. There was a lot of energy tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we were just talking about how yeah. it was springtime and like people feel energized. I think part of it was a lot of people went on vacation and they came back refreshed. So um, today we're going to be talking about this idea of being equipped to accomplish the mission. And so here at Rock Church, our mission is to reach, raise, release, and reproduce uh, generations for Christ. And so we're going to talk about like how, as we serve in next gen, how do we feel equipped for that? But before we do that, Chantel, you want to kind of share like some insights on your life and your story, maybe even share your testimony of how you became uh, a Christ follower? Yeah. So I grew up in the church. Um, and when I got older, when I was in middle school, I kind of started steering away from the Lord a little bit. I never had that personal relationship mm-hmm. with God. And so when I started making bad decisions <laughs> in high school, as we do, yes, as we do, um, I started to try and run from from God. And mm-hmm. so it was pretty crazy my adult years or young adult years making some bad decisions. But I think mm-hmm. those are the years that really, um, I think, fuel the passion that I have for youth ministry and yeah, just cool. wanting students to make different decisions. And so. I um, started coming to the church in 2009. I was in kind of a dark place and really just hid on Sunday Mm -hmm. mornings. I would go to the altar, get wrecked by God, and then just try to escape out the doors. But then in, I think it was um, January, February of 2010, uh, the first young adult ministry Mm -hmm. started at Rock Church. And my sister really wanted to go. So I said, sure, why not? I'm almost out of the young adult years, but I'll go. Right. And it was there where we made a lot of connections. We really started to build community with people in the mm-hmm. church. And some of those people just happened to be Pastor Matt Vandersteen and mm-hmm. Allie Vandersteen, who was the youth pastor at the time. And so we really like just talked one night and then they invited us over to their house for they said it was just friends hanging out yeah it was that's how they get you yeah (laughs) we got there it was their ministry team (laughs) it was the edge leadership team so i was like what in the world are we doing here but i whispered to my husband eric on the couch i said this is so crazy because I was just like starting to feel we were at a place with our walk with God that Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we need to start serving. And I was thinking about how passionate I was about like teenagers and my husband, Eric, really connected with teenagers. I'm like, this is something we could do and serve in together. And of course, at the end of that night, they invited us to go to a Tuesday night after that. And so we went and we have not turned back. And 
my husband Eric, if you know him, <laughs> he like doesn't do crazy things. He doesn't like like being out of his comfort zone. Uh-huh. But that first night, they like <laughs> they had him play a game where he had to eat a banana through pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> Got but inundated he really did fast. it. Yeah. Yes, really fast. <laughs> and he did it. And I was like, this is where we're supposed to be. If he's willing to do that. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, this is where. That was so out of his comfort zone. And so we, he quickly found where he's comfortable, though, in the yeah, sound booth right, and running yeah. sound and having fun doing that. But it was, it was really just that was the sign that I knew we were where we needed to be. It's so funny because we talk about, like, so what is that? Wow. 12 years ago, you kind of started that Mm -hmm. process of being a leader and you talk about things that like, we're talking about being equipped and sometimes it just like, it's that first, like, Oh, I'm out of my comfort zone. I think a lot of leaders can like relate to that, you know? And as we look at a time coming out of COVID, I mean, it's still a thing, but coming out of COVID, there's a lot of people that they're finding, okay, where's my comfort zone and how how long can I hide until somebody's (laughs) going to ask me to do something crazy? Yeah. So, from at that point, you kind of answered my second question. I was going to ask, like, when did you become a leader? Um, but when you first became a leader, like the first time you stepped foot and started serving, um, let's even put it this way, as a small group leader, mm-hmm. what were some of those, like, first impressions that you got? Like, um, how did it feel? What did it look like? What were your What was your first gut reaction to that? Yeah, my first night was so scary. I was so intimidated by the students. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was too scared to talk to anyone. But the sweet Kayla Marash walked up to me and I was able to have a conversation with her. But I think Darian was another student that I met mm-hmm. that first night. She scared me so bad. Darian, but if you're listening, <laughs> there's your shout out. Yeah. I tell her that all the time. But years later, we got super close because you don't know how God is going to use you. And that's right, the right. thing. You have to walk into that and just get past those feelings. I, for, I don't know, the first couple months, I was like, there's no way I can lead a small group. I've never done anything like that before. I've never been in a small group Mm -hmm. myself. You know, there's plenty of people in the church that have been participated in small groups. I'm surely they know more about this than I do. How am I going to do this? And even though I grew up in the church, I, the choices I made, I didn't read scripture. Mm -hmm. I didn't memorize scripture. My my exposure to the Bible was Sunday morning, you know, in Sunday school. Yeah. And so all of those thoughts run through your head of like, I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to yeah. talk into someone else's life? I just, I'm just getting things cleaned up myself. Like, what am I going to do? Right. But that is where God uses you the most. And that's why you need to be there is because so he is going to stretch you through that. And he's going to give you accountability. If you are that passionate mm-hmm. about it, God is going to give you the opportunities that you need and that you want, and then he's going to make sure that you grow in that too. And so, yeah, it. my first small group, there was a lot of, a lot of awkwardness. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of it, awkwardness. It's funny because, I mean, I wasn't planning on saying this, but you you talk about like those are the most important moments where you grow as a leader. The, I have leaders that come up to me, so like, even kids leaders, because this podcast is geared for people that serve in rock kids, mm-hmm. rock students, rock young adults, right? Even kids leaders will come up to me and and like, hey, what do I do? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, sometimes it's inundating yourself and just 
being your real self, being authentic. You know, it's one of our values here is like being like refusing to play church. I'm not going to just quote something that I don't know and not talk about it. Like if I don't know an answer, yeah. I'm going to, Hey, I don't know, but let me, let me help you find that out. You know? And so it's, those are the moments that help equip you. It's not necessarily, there's training that helps, but um, I think about our application that we have for serving all the time. I, I, this is the number one fear and hesitation people have. It's, I don't know enough and I'm afraid that kids, students, young adults will not like me or not relate yeah. to me. It's those two things that I don't know enough and they're not going to relate to me. But sometimes it's just jumping in despite the fear and, and things like that. Yeah. So at what point then did you start to notice that you are accomplishing like the mission? So I'm not talking about like you had one good night or, mm-hmm. you know, or you felt like you said something good in a, in a small group. When did you feel like you were like really accomplishing what God called you to do? I think it was just when students started to open up and really show that trust and to do life with them. Mm -hmm. It was it was not a Tuesday thing anymore. It was, oh, I'm going to their games and showing that interest and building that relationship with them. And then them coming to me and, you know, starting to ask me questions and want to know things and then wanting to come over my house and wanting to just go grocery shopping or sit on the couch <laughs> yep. while I folded laundry and they would just talk about life or just teenagers are weird man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care they just want attention you know yeah. and it's just the it's when I had students that I was doing life with that's, that's so when good. I realized like this is the mission this is the purpose and I think um that that was like the biggest blessing too of just Mm -hmm. because then I started having I had two kids right and then it it starts to go full circle because now Mm -hmm. you have students that you've poured into and now they are going to pour into your kids too so that's so good and you said something really good like it didn't just become a Tuesday thing anymore obviously we meet on Wednesdays Wednesdays now now. (laughs) you know but but Sundays too for for um kids leaders right and I feel like that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> like it's not just a Sunday thing anymore. You know, yeah. it's not just a, because that's really what, that's what's going to help you feel better. It's not so much the knowledge part. It's the relationship yeah. that you need to start to, uh, to build with your kids, with your students. You know, I know, yeah. I know even people would show up for, um, for kids and students, upward basketball games, you know, it's little things like that. Easy wins that we can, we can plug ourselves into. So, I know we're going a little long here. Let me kind of recap with this or with this last question for you. If you mm-hmm. were to sum everything up um, and give any advice to like our listeners, maybe they feel inadequately prepared or ill-equipped to serve, what would that be? What would that advice be for these listeners? Just don't listen to the lies. I've seen leaders come in that God was so ready to use mightily and they mm-hmm. got insecure they let all of these fears and worries get in the way and then they just stepped out or whether it's just life too. You can do life and ministry. Yes, there's mm-hmm. there's certain times, there's certain things that are going to happen that are going to take up your time, but that doesn't mean you step out altogether. I think God will use you and God will find a way. So don't make excuses anymore <laughs> and just do it. I think any insecurity that you have 
rely on your team. That's why yeah, we have a so team good. to serve with. Yeah. That's the beauty in this is that you don't have to have the same situation as mm-hmm. a student that went through something to speak to them, but you might have someone on your team that did. And right. then you yeah. can go talk to them about it and connect that student with them or get advice from that person for right. how to talk to that student. Like we do not have to have the answers. Like you said, we can go look it up. We can go talk to someone else and right. figure those things out. Don't let what you don't know keep you from what you're going to get to know. That's so good. That's so good. And even last podcast, we had uh, Pastor Jason on here. He was talking about, he got a little ahead of himself. I was like, oh, that's the next <laughs> podcast. That's the next episode. But he's talking about God does not equip or call the equipped, but he equips the called. And I think that's what you're talking about is, hey, don't let fear don't let limitations yes. that you might have right now stop you from whatever that thing is. Will you jump in as a small group leader right away? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you might start with something mm-hmm. small, but whatever that small thing is, dive right in, like jump in and and, and be willing to do that. And don't compare yourself Ooh, to other leaders so and what good. their gifts are and stay in your lane with the gifts God's given you. Yeah. If you are not a hype person like me and can't go <laughs> up on stage and like get the crowd excited, yeah. don't be envious and covet that gift in other people. Encourage so that and be thankful for the gifts that God did give you. That is Wow. That is key. That's so good. Well, it sounds like we're going to have Chantel on here (laughs) more in the future. She might not be a hype person, but she's (laughs) dropping some knowledge bombs right now. So as we close, here's one question we want you guys to reflect on today. Am I willing to fight through the tension of being called to serve even when I don't feel fully equipped? I'll say it again. Am I willing to fight through the tension of being called to serve even when I don't feel fully equipped? Let's pray. God, thank you for today. We thank you for this podcast today. I thank you for my friend here um, that was able to share her insight and her experience so that we can help raise up other leaders. So we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.